0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: This is Jim Rosenhouse with the Cleveland Indians, and you are listening to the Fantasy Jester.
2: Welcome, everybody, to the Fantasy Jester show, and uh, a little audio there at the beginning. We have, uh, we, we've got so much excitement going on, so much excitement. This is the Fantasy Justice Show brought to you by fantasyjusticesports.com and Blog Talk Radio. We have more people in the studio, in the production area, in the engineers area, green room. We are at people wall to wall, and so much excitement going on tonight for all of you. This is going to be a show. Let me tell you, there are podcasts, there are Fantasy Live editions, okay, uh, Facebook Live editions out there for you, but tonight, tonight, Fantasy Justice Show is going ahead, giving you the World Series, and uh uh-oh, uh-oh, what's going to happen? This is the kind of show, folks, you will not forget Later on at 9.40, don't forget to sign in Fantasy Jester on Facebook so that you can listen, but you can also watch what is going to unfold tonight. Because tonight, later on, first we're going to go ahead. We're going to talk about Major League Baseball and the World Series. And what arguably, was that the best ever World Series that we just witnessed Going to talk about that We're going to talk about NHL briefly We're going to talk tonight In particular about the article that is now On fantasyjusticesports.com Is the NHL Goalie more important than the NFL quarterback JT is going to give us a quick Hit on somebody you want to pay Attention to in fantasy Okay so he's going to give you that then we also have NBA. We're going to talk a little bit. Has Golden State helped Cleveland start 5-0? and You know, is the focus being on, uh, on Golden State helping relieve the spotlight off of a Cleveland team? We're going to talk about that. Plus, again, JT going to give you somebody to look at, a sleeper in your fantasy to go ahead, get you into the season as the season has started with that. Then we're going to go into a little bit of WWE, you know, I want to talk and I can't wait to get JT's opinion on what he thinks of Reigns versus KO in, in the champion versus champion match that they're talking about. But also, you know, why are they saving Rusev versus Lesnar for a house match? I, I, I don't understand that. I can't wait to talk to JT. Jason Townsend is my co-host in everything we do, not just this podcast, the Fantasy Justice Show, but also Wednesday nights you have FXE Live, our wrestling podcast. He's there with me there. Thursday nights we have the Gridiron guys, 7 o'clock, he's with me there. All your football. But tonight, after WWE, we're going to talk NFL and the predictions. And obviously, though, we've got the fan favorite of Fool's Gold or King's Ransom for your fantasy football picks. JT's going to ask me a couple questions, and I'm going to let you know. Is he Fool's Gold or is he King's Ransom this week in their matchup? And then after that, the beginning of the big signings for FXE. You know, folks... A lot of people have said, FXE, you know, we saw the development guys. You know, they're, they're not, not really the biggest guys in the world. You know, I hope you're signing bigger guys. Well, I want to go ahead and put that to rest tonight. Tonight here on the Fantasy Jester Show, I am proud, proud to bring you FXE's next two signings. We will be going to Facebook, 940, for the live signings. You know, I kind of hope nothing goes wrong during those signings. We've had a couple of guys in here. We've had wrestlers in here before. Some of you know the fiascos that we've had. We're hoping, listen, these are big guys. Wait, I'll let you judge. You're going to see them. You know, we've got seven foot, three inch, American militia coming in. Then we've got six foot ten renegade ready to cause all kind of havoc in FXE. So we've got some great signings later on. Like I said, big guys, big guys, I hope we don't have any problems because I don't know what the hell'll happen if we do. But in the meantime, you know, we've got a whole show and then we're going to go live, okay? So get yourself ready. Get yourself comfortable. If you're not already signed into the Facebook page, the Fantasy Jester Facebook page, go there now, Fantasy Jester. Go sign up while we're talking. Get ready, because we're going to give you an idea, FXE
0: style.
2: Coming up next, though, d one The only you can find them on Twitter, Fez437 Jason JT Townsend. How are you, JT, tonight? I'm
1: I'm fantastic. I mean, November 5th, I've been looking forward to this for quite a while. It's a huge night, pun intended, for FXE. You know, the World Series is over. We got a chance to see history there. It's been a fun week. It it really has, and it's only getting better tonight. So I'm jacked up for this.
2: Yeah, you know, as a sports fan in general, you know, it's just a fun time of year. We just got through the World Series, okay? And to me, you know, we're going to discuss this. Did we just see the best ever? Did we just see the best ever World Series, JT? You and I, we're going to talk about that. No. So you, I I could tell we're gonna we're gonna differ on that. Then we have again, you know, we're gonna talk NBA, NHL, all this stuff, okay, and then like you said, the big signing, big show. Folks, thanks so much for joining us. We're coming to you live from D Land, Florida, and it's absolutely gorgeous out right now. It is uh <laughs> Hey, listen, I don't make up the numbers. It is 69 degrees out there right now. Absolutely beautiful evening. And I hope wherever all of you are listening from, it is absolutely beautiful there as well. Enjoy the night. Enjoy the evening with us. You're going to get a little bit of FXE tonight thrown right at you. But first, let's go right to that World Series, JT. You know, uh, well... We're not going to be MVP ahead of Kittness. No,
1: no. He tried to help us there, and you know what? I love Terry Francona, but as many questionable calls or decisions as Joe Madden made in the last two games of that series, for the Cubs to still win in spite of that, got to be a bad taste in Terry's mouth afterwards.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was was tough. Anytime you're up three games to one, anytime you're up three games to one and you still lose um, the series, it's a heartbreaker. It really is. Yes. It really is. You know,
1: and and I knew it. I knew it. it. The moment they pulled Coco Crisp out of that game for Martinez because he's got a better throwing arm, I Mm -hmm. knew it was going to come down to that guy. You can't tell me as an Indian fan or a baseball fan in general, unless you're a Cubs fan, you wanted to Coco Crisp up at that point, not Mr. Martinez and his way below the Mendoza line batting average.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it's just that there was a couple of calls that you, you just go back, you don't understand. And, you know, and then you take a look at it. I mean, and here's what I'm looking at, JT. I'm going to give you a crack at this. You you don't seem to be in agreement with me. And I'm taking a look at a World Series that had, you know, to me, this was the most – you're not going to get a better World Series from every standpoint in my eyes. You're never again going to have a team that has waited or it's going to take forever now where you have a team that's waited over 100 years versus a team that's waited over 70 years, that right in itself right there builds a great storyline for the World Series. But then you go three games to one, and the team that hasn't won in 108 years is down three games to one, and they win game five, three to two. You go, okay, well, big deal. Then now you get to game six, Chicago wins that one. Game seven, World Series, first of all, any game seven for any championship right off the bat has your attention in my eyes, okay? It's just a, it's an incredible game uh, when you reach a game seven. So now you've got two storylines that are hardly ever going to happen again. You've got a comeback from three to one, and then you go to that seventh game, And the Cubbies go up, only to go ahead, Indians come back, tie it in the eighth. Every Cub fan in the world has literally just had their heart drop on the ground because they see the curse happening all over again. And then finally win it in extra innings. At what point of that How are you going to get better than that in any World Series? JT, I'll give you a shot at it. Good luck. All right. So
1: allow me to build my story. Let me take you back to 2001 against the backdrop of 9-11. City of New York, the state of New York needed a distraction. The World Series of the Diamondbacks and the Yankees in 2001. Three one-run victories during that for the Yankees. Um, Derek Jeter earned the name Mr. November. Uh, Luis Gonzalez with the game scoring, game seven winning run. To me, that series for what it meant to baseball and what it meant to this country is still the greatest World Series in history.
2: You know, I had somebody else uh, mention that one. And it's funny that you say that because uh, I was talking to somebody just the other day, and uh, had he not been working, he's a former state trooper up in New Jersey. And had he not been working today, he would have definitely been on. And his question, uh, he brought up two. He brought up two. Now, he gave uh, the 2001, okay? And he also gave the 75 Reds versus the Red Sox. Okay. Yeah. Uh, You know, people only remember fist game six home run and they even think that the Red Sox won that one. Okay. But you know, that is uh, that, that, that one there is up there as well. But he was pretty emphatic about that 2001 uh, matchup. And I guess from the 9-11 standpoint, yeah, I can understand that. I just, like I said, to me, it was the whole package. It's the idea. Hundred and eight years one team, seventy four years another team. and just I mean Absolutely.
1: Well in and, and in contrast you had the Yankees that were you had the Yankees going for I believe their twenty seventh title and a team that really wasn't that old, maybe a decade old going for their first. So the contrast between the historical Yankees versus the new upstart Arizona Diamondbacks and baseball needed to deliver and it did in a big way and to me that will still as long as I live that'll be the best and most special World series that I've seen
2: it's a, to me yeah it's up there I don't know I don't know if you're being partial that it's one of the better ones because it was done to the Yankees and I don't know if it was uh, no and I feel I mean, that way because uh, it was done
1: to the Yankees. No, I think it's more for me uh, yeah I mean other okay take the take the droughts. Out of, the, out of the equation for this It was a good series To me it wasn't a great series It didn't have a And I used this term the other night and I'm going to borrow it from another sport That series mm. to me didn't have a Wrestlemania moment You know Derek Jeter Adding to his legend Becoming Mr. November That was a Wrestlemania moment In that World Series yeah. The yeah. game scoring runs You know, uh, Craig Council off of one of the Greatest closers of all time Uh, You know the hits Those were Wrestlemania type moments So to me those stand out I think this past series Is a kind of a what have you done for me lately If you take those two droughts Out of the equation it was a very good Series but there's nothing in there That was a special moment to me
2: (sighs) Yeah You know I'm sorry like I said I'm just going to sit there and really I guess I'm just going to be very partial uh, in, In the idea that I watched, you know, two teams and their fan base. You know, I I think of being, I guess, because I am a Yankee fan, okay? The idea is difficult for me, and and maybe that's what makes it so overwhelming as I'm watching these guys, both, both teams play in their fan base. I've never had to go 74 years, my team didn't go 74 years or 108 years. I mean, do you realize that there were people sitting by grave sites talking to their deceased relatives during these games? I mean, that's what Mm -hmm. it meant. Uh, You don't see – I've never seen that in any sport, let alone uh, baseball. You know, I just find it completely, completely amazing.
1: And, I mean, just a quick comparison to that and what you're saying, I guess I Mm. would then say – Look at the the crater in the heart of the New York City and mm. the country in general and, yeah. and the, the despair that was going on, and look what this series did. It gave those people a, a release, a, a distraction, a respite from all the misery and pain that was going on. So, again, I see some similarities in what you're saying there. And, again, I'm not saying that this wasn't a great World Series. I just
2: think that there's nothing out there that can top that one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's what uh good guy. Like I said, former state trooper, Dan Doherty up in New Jersey. I was talking with him and he was going to come on. He's a little tied up talking with a couple of really good baseball guys. Uh, Dan is a great baseball guy. Uh, a-, a member of Beulia collection, like you wouldn't believe Another guy, Bradley Weinberg. Uh, I-, I thought he was being a little, uh, you know, Brad Weinberg is a, is a big baseball guy out in the West coast area folks he uh, he loves his Diamondbacks out there. So I thought he was beating – you know, when they both, they both came to me and go, well, what about 2001? You know, I was like, okay, well, you know, Dan's a diehard Yankee fan. Brad is <laughs> out there. He's a Diamondbacks fan. So I just thought everybody was just, you know, pulling because it was their team. But, I mean, then we come into the show – and we hadn't discussed what your opinion was on it. We didn't have time in that production meeting going over so much stuff with FXE. And I never found out what your opinion was on it. So I'm a, little, I'm a little taken aback that you came up with the ones that I was talking about with the guys this week. So that was pretty good. That was pretty but, good. Now, what know, I want to do.
1: You know, if I, was, if I was playing Homer, I would have said the Bay Bridge series, you know, but we won't go there. That was
2: a horrible World Series. <laughs> you know, whole, uh, uh, what we can do is uh he, he's uh we've got Brad who uh, wants to go ahead and call in, so he's going to call in in a minute. Let me ask you something though. When you see this Chicago team and you see what Epstein's done, now he's done this, he's broken a curse with two different teams. What's your thoughts mm-hmm. on Theo Epstein? Is, it, Epstein, is he really not good, or is he lucky?
1: Okay, he re, I'm going to give you a comparison from another sport. To me, CO Epstein is the John Gruden of the Major League Baseball. John Gruden got traded from the Oakland Raiders to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, took the core that Tony Dungy had put together and established, and then put them over the next step. Do I think the Cubs could have won without Theo's guidance and what he's made, the moves he's made? No, but I don't think he's responsible for all this either. So right place, right time is a little bit how I feel
2: about Theo Epstein. With the Cubs or with Boston as well?
3: Well, if you
1: looked when he went to Boston, I think he had a little more to do with Boston, and I think the Yankees helped him blow in a a 3-1 lead in that one because the Yankees were by far the better team in that series. Just right place, right time for Theo. A lot of this farm system had already been started to be put in place, or some of the players were, you know, already being scouted. Um, Dominican players, some of that store, foreign players. I just don't give Theo all the credit. I think he's a big part of it, but he's a great GM regardless. He made some fantastic moves uh, during the seasons.
2: I just got a uh, Facebook message from somebody. Wanting to add in, I don't know about this one, the 80, 1986 World Series? Mets and Sox with uh, Bill Buckner? How is that a great World Series?
1: If you're a Mets fan, it was fantastic. If you're a Yankees fan, it was fantastic.
2: <laughs> I I just, I don't get that one. I get like I said. I can get the O one. I don't get seventy five. I don't get eighty six. Let me ask you, All right, Jeff. Okay. Let me ask
1: you this. Let me let me mm-hmm. ask you this. So when you look at the players on the field right now, this past series that just ended, yeah. can you give me two or three guys that you know right now are going to the Hall of Fame?
2: Uh, from which team?
1: Either one. Uh, lockdown, guy's a Hall of Famer. Because the reason I ask you that is, so
2: Rizzo's a Hall of Famer. Rizzo will be a Hall of Famer. Rizzo will be a Hall of Famer without a question. Okay, we'll write that one down. Yeah, no, Rizzo's going to be the MVP this year. Rizzo's going to be, yeah, why, who do you have? Okay,
1: well, I have no one. I don't think oh, okay. anyone on this field. My point, the reason I make that is when I looked at 2001, when I watched that series, I said, yeah. okay, Jeter's going to be a Hall of Famer. Rivera's going to be a Hall of Famer. Randy
2: Johnson. Oh, that's from, okay, yeah, teams. yeah. Gwendoor? You, know, you don't think Windor has a Hall of Fame capability? No. We're,
1: we're, oh, man, these guys have to become all-stars for several years. Okay. But no, God, the guy can't even bunt at baseball.
2: So Rizzo, Rizzo gets nothing from you on that? Rizzo,
1: to me, is a – he's an all-star. He's got a long way to go to show me Hall of Famer. But when I'm watching yeah. that series, Derek Jeter tormented my A's in so many playoff games. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, you, I knew in 2001 that dude was a Hall of Famer. Mariano Rivera, you and I have had this argument before. I have yeah. 1B as the greatest closer of all time behind Eckersley. One B is not a bad thing. You knew that guy was a Hall of Famer. I guess my point is you were watching guys that you knew were part of the fabric of of baseball history, you know, the
2: great players.
1: I just yeah. didn't see any of that in this series.
2: A lot of a lot of new faces in the series. A lot, a lot and the you know faces.
1: it hurts. It hurts for me to give the Yankees credit. You know that gouges me.
2: So Yes, I know. It definitely does. All righty. You know, let's go ahead. Let's keep moving on and get to the next sport as we go on our cavalcade of sports tonight. Ending with Mm -hmm.
0: FXE,
2: Florida Extreme Entertainment. And the very, uh, I guess we could just say, where's the beef? Well, the beef is going to be in the studio tonight,
1: folks just want that old lady driving her car in the Wendy's commercials to say it
2: just once.
3: Where's the beef?
2: Fantastic. You know,
1: you did that really well.
2: <laughs> just the chick. Dig, digs the old chicks. That's why. Remember we, were oh, talking well, the oh, Remember, we were talking the Golden Girls last week. So, well, we go yeah, from I'll Golden Girls. Else. Listen, you bring up... Here's my concern, though. Last week, you brought up the Golden Girls. This week, you bring up the Wendy's old lady. Uh, I'm starting to wonder, you know, we'll keep you out of the geriatric section of the hospital.
1: Hey, guys got to make a living somehow,
2: okay? Geez, I'll tell you. Let's go ahead and let's make a living now. Let's show these people how we do each and every sport every Saturday night. And thanks to com, Mm. we're able to do this. Every week for you folks. Saturdays, eight o'clock till ten o'clock. And then like I said, don't forget we got the other podcast. We got FXE Live on Wednesday nights, nine o'clock. We've got the gridiron guys every Thursday night, seven o'clock, taking you right up until the Thursday night game. Right now let's go ahead and switch gears. Let's slap it into second gear. Didn't even didn't even hit the clutch. Just slapped it right into second gear. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no clutch. Slap it into second gear. Let's hit NBA because some interesting things are going on. You know, um, Golden State uh, is Golden State helping Cleveland with their start and taking that focus and be, having that focus on Golden State and a way and helping relieve that spotlight that would normally be on the champion?
1: I think so, and I think the NBA is the one sport where you actually have a West Coast bias. Uh, The Western Conference in general uh, just seems to always get more press, more talk, more publicity. It was all about KD, uh, you know, having issues with uh, Russell Westbrook and, you know, what did their game the other night do? And it just no one's talking about Cleveland because everybody's focused on Durant, who just got straight Mollywomped last night by the Lakers by 20 points. Um, But, yeah, Yeah. Golden Golden State's definitely taking the pressure off the Cavs.
2: You know, it's an interesting point you just made, too. It probably is the only thing and the only sport that there is literally a West Coast bias. I mean, because there isn't a damn thing that those people don't do. You know, I'm getting ready for the next alert to be put out there. Okay, when when Curry has to go to the bathroom, I'm just tired of hearing about that kid. Listen, he's not the second coming yet, folks. Okay, I hate to tell people, you know, and the second coming uh, still, no matter what, got got. He, he just, I don't know. I I I tell you what, I tell you what. Here's the one thing: let everybody focus on them, and then watch, watch what happens. The first bit of adversity. See how everybody's all, you know, oh yeah, now we got Durant and all that stuff. And oh yeah, look what they were able to do against Westbrook and the guys and all that stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till this team has some adversity and they're infighting. Mm-hmm. See, because all because you put the stars together does not mean that it's going to equal the championship anymore. Got a lot of egos in that room. I want to see those egos survive all season long, first of all, you know. But, no, I think without a question, without a question in my mind, Cleveland is, I mean, probably in recent memory, one of the least talked-about champions I've seen in a long time. Period. And uh,
1: LeBron James almost looks like an afterthought as well. I mean – it's you know I actually was forced to turn on ESPN The other day and I didn't hear 17 stories about LeBron James I didn't hear anything about him Everything was about Durant, Westbrook, Golden State You know so absolutely LeBron's got to be enjoying this I don't have the microscope on me We can just go through the Eastern Conference Breathe on through and, and let Golden State Take all the, uh, the scrutiny
2: You know because Of all that too um, You know it's funny You have the you have LeBron James, who is, you know, probably one of the best players in the league, I I would say that. But currently, right now, I'd say he's probably the sixth best player in the league as far as everybody going ahead. And, um, like I said, he's probably about the sixth best player in the league right behind the starting five for Golden State. Because Golden State is just everybody's darling. You know, and then, I mean, there are guys in this league that are playing well right now that are just – they're not getting any play. They're not getting any anything at all, okay? So now you got LeBron sitting there in Cleveland. The boys are able – here's one of the biggest things. They're able to go ahead and be themselves and just play and have fun and not worry about every little word being taken and misconstrued and twisted and turned and be it everything that you could possibly, you know, turn it into. No, they're able to focus on basketball, which is not good if you're the rest of the league that the champions can go ahead and focus on basketball. Just, just not good at all. You know, we're going to touch. I want to go ahead and, uh, touch on fantasy basketball real quick jt uh you know it's early in the season but there's a couple of guys out there right now that uh it, you know start to get a, a look-see you know who do you have for our people this week we're only going to give you one this week folks jt's going to give you somebody who do you have this week for everybody in the nba jt
1: I want to give you a guy who's only owned by 36% of the Yahoo leagues, Patty Mills, point guard in San Antonio. Right on schedule, uh, Tony Parker's hurt yet once again. Uh, just every year you can count on this guy missing significant time. Uh, and Mills has taken advantage. you got a, a point guard that's shooting almost 52% from the field, just under three three-pointers a game, just under 13 points a game. And this was as a reserve in about 22 minutes a night. So you could definitely see a nice uptick in his minutes up into the 32 to 36 minute range. And I could definitely see this guy hitting for 18 points a night. So somebody that no one owns and I think, well, 36% own. And I think uh, quite a few should look into
2: him. Uh, You know, there's that, that I like that one there. I, I really, I really like that one there. And, you know, right now, I like that pick. I also, you know, I'm starting to take a look. I'm gonna give somebody out a line. I guess I'll give somebody just real quick because I thought maybe I'm gonna stick in that same state actually in point guards and whatnot. JJ Barae is starting to get a little bit of play over in Dallas. And, you know, he's seeing an uptick in his minutes. He's he he, he was normally a twenty two minute guy uh last year. He's gone 31 minutes on average so far this season. And, you know, he goes ahead. He's going to give you the three-pointers, points, couple rebounds. He gives you – right now he's averaging three, five-and-a-half assists, a steal a game, you know, a low-turnover guy. Currently ranked 49th, 49th best player in the league, only owned – in Yahoo leagues right now. So there's a couple of guys for you real quick from JT and I next week. You know, we're going to have a little bit more time to get into basketball for you folks. We're, we're up against time this week. Like I said, we've got, wow. Look at this. The clock set JT one hour, six minutes, one hour on Facebook tonight, folks, fantasy jester page. You're going to want to go there. So, you know, We just went into second gear with the NBA. Now we're going to push it up. Third gear, still no clutch because we're on the fly. We're running along. We're going to save all our commercials for just before we go live. We're going to switch gears, go into third gear. NHL, folks, is the NHL goalie more important, more important than the NFL quarterback? You'd be surprised how many people I get looking at me crooked when I ask that question. JT, I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, do you put do you put the NHL goalie anywhere near the level of importance that a quarterback is?
1: I can see some of the similarities in their importance to their teams, but just like a let's just say a good goaltender's uh only as good as some of his defensemen at least for a lot of the teams that I've seen a good quarterback's only as good as the receivers or the line around him so i honestly look at that and say i see the similarities but i would still put more emphasis on the quarterback because the ball is in his hand every play whereas the goaltender it's not necessarily that way
0: hmm
2: you know Here's my problem with this. Okay. You know, I, I, I was handed the assignment and I, I, I thought it was a good one, you know, cause first of all, you know, Gary Bettman, the NHL commissioner is probably one of the worst commissioners of any sport I have ever seen. And I'll give you an idea why, you know, you got a guy say, and I don't have to go much further than my own team. You know, for those of you who don't know, I'm a New Jersey devils guy. Absolutely. Love Thank the you Devils. Everybody. I think everybody should know that. Um, and, and here's the thing. You know, Martin Brodeur will, is probably the GOAT, the greatest of all time, if not number two. I say he's the greatest of all time. We'll get a couple of people that will argue that. But whatever. Okay. Martin Brodeur can walk down the street and nobody knows him. Martin Brodeur can literally walk down the street and nobody knows him, okay? But you got guys in football and everything else like that. Everybody, the marketing job that the NFL does is just absolutely ridiculous. So, you know, right from the start, you do not going to recognize these players anyway. So why would you, if you can't recognize a player and you don't know the player, I mean, most of the people, if I walk down the street, I ask you, who's Martin Brodeur? They ask you, I don't know, does he work at Walmart? You know, they they, they really don't know who he is because of the wonderful job that Gary Bettman has not done at the NHL level. Now, one of the things that Martin Brodeur did is he was able to stop a one-inch by three-inch rock. See, a frozen puck is the equivalent to a rock coming at you at 100 miles an hour. Now, here's one of the things. You know, I understand the NFL quarterback touches the ball every play, all right, but you know what there is no player and let me repeat that there is no player in any sport that has to do their job ninety three percent of the time or their team will lose. there is no quarterback throwing at ninety three percent there's no there's no hitter hitting at ninety ninety three. There's no pitcher hitting the strike zone at 93%. There's nobody in basketball shooting 93%. And unless your goaltender is at 93, no worse than 92%, you have no chance of winning. See, he's going to have roughly on average, most goaltenders between 30 to 35 shots on net. Now, this puck is going to be traveling at 100 miles an hour. Sticks, bodies are flying. And now all of a sudden, you've got to make the save, and you've got to do your job 93% of the time, because if you went in more than two goals in the NHL, if your save percentage is not 93%, your goals against average is more than two, two and a half, If you let up three goals a game, you're probably not in the all-star game. First of all, your team is probably a 500 team and you're not seeing the Stanley cup at that point. That is a rather high margin. Okay. Of having to perform your job without an error. Do you realize that you're not allowed a bounced puck? You know, This guy has to move here. And I I think this is the best way to say it, okay? A quarterback's completion percentage isn't always a good way to judge a quarterback. Because, you know, I understand it relies on somebody else doing their job correctly. You know, but with that said, it's very fair to say that the average day for a quarterback, he's going to miss his target completely three times a game at least there's times where you're going to see a quarterback miss six, eight times a game. He's going to miss his target. Now his target, his wide receiver, your top right receiver is maybe moving 20 miles an hour, 21 miles an hour. So he has to be perfect. He, he's going to miss his target six, eight times in a game. That's only missing. Tw- that's only going 21 miles an hour. The goaltender His target's going 100 miles an hour, and he better make sure he doesn't miss his target three times. That's a lot of pressure. See, the QB can miss his target six, eight times and still not cost his his team the game. If a goaltender misses six, eight times, he's getting benched. He's not even going to get to six. By the time he misses the puck four times, if you're in the second period, you've missed the puck four times, you're getting pulled. There is no comparison. And for you folks out there, I'm very sorry. I I know I'm going to get a lot of hate mail on this, okay? I've talked about this once before, and I made a lot of people very upset by this, okay? All you football people out there. Listen, football people out there, just be happy your sport is marketed properly. Be happy that Gary Bettman is the biggest joke of of a commissioner I've ever seen, because if the NHL marketed that hockey, the hockey games half as well as the NFL. People understand why the goaltender is the best position. The ice hockey goaltender is the best position of any sport. It carries the most athleticism. And I will sit here and debate this with anybody on any given day. It is the most important. Your team, there is no, there is no position in any sport that that team relies on that one person to solely do their job 93% of the time or they lose, period, period. There is no better than the goaltender. I'm sorry. Football fans, sorry to break it to you. Goaltender is 100 times more important than a quarterback. You can't win a cup without a good top-notch goaltender. You can win the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer. Well, we
1: won the Cup last year with Flurry.
2: No, you didn't. You won with Murray, actually.
1: Well, Flurry got us to the playoffs, so in some ways, you can't win without a top-notch goaltender.
2: Uh, and there's some that will consider Flurry still top-notch. He's just not a playoff goalie.
1: Well, uh, I got you. More than one game, then we'll talk about it.
2: Yeah, I got you. Um... So there we have NHL. Let's talk a little fantasy, though, real quick on the NHL tip. JT, who do you have for everybody in the NHL? Who should somebody look out for this week?
1: Well, it looks like Toronto has really gone to their youth movement here. They're going to get their young guys out there and give them the experience now, which I agree with completely. Yes. A guy owned in 34% of Yahoo leagues, right-wing center Mitchell Marner, uh, three goals five assists on the season 29 shots on goal 12 penalty minutes to boot gets that in there minus two which isn't bad on his team <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of high negative numbers on that team right now but this is a guy that's climbing up the ladder he's been skating with the second line quite a bit here recently and it looks like uh, looks like he's getting a little more responsibility as each game goes so this is definitely a guy that I think people should keep their eyes on
2: yeah, I like Marner, too. He's uh, he's smooth, smooth. I love the way Marner skates, too. Just a good it, skater, yeah. good a good overrated player. I, I just really like that kid a lot. And, yeah, no, I got to – when you take a look at that Toronto team, uh, you can go right from behind the bench, class act, great coach. Then you go up to the GM, class act, great coach in Lamoreau. Uh, great guy in Lamorello, okay? Great GM. Then you go up past him, Shanahan, former devil, former NHL guy. You know, he had that tough job of being the police pretty much for the NHL, uh, for player conduct and player safety. Then he goes over to go to Toronto. So now you've got Babcock, you've got Lamorello, and you've got Shanahan. That is a great I – would, I would take those three men to run just about anything in this world, let alone a hockey team. They, yeah, they cleaned out Toronto. Babcock went there, okay. He got his year evaluation under his belt. He was able to see what they had, what could they coach. Same with Lamorello. He got to see what they had, what, what could be coached either down on the minors, okay, or with uh, the big club. And now this year, okay, got rid of a couple guys, bringing in that youth movement. The guys that you know are going to be the cornerstone of your team. And and, and now we'll see. Uh, uh, Toronto is going to be an interesting play this year. Toronto is a very interesting play. You know, and also when we're talking about fantasy uh, players – There's a guy out there. He's not getting – I I don't understand. He's still owned in uh, 45% – Not in only 45% of the leagues. He plays – he's got a dual eligibility. He's a left wing and a right wing for the Columbus Blue Jackets, Nick Foligno. This is a guy that last year he didn't have the year that everybody was expecting, okay? Only had 150 shots on net. With that 150 shots on net, he was able to pop 12 in the in the uh, in the net, and people are looking for more from him. He's a power play guy. He'll get your penalty minutes. He'll get your shots on net. He gets a lot of ice time. Nick Foligno, folks, Columbus Blue Jackets, left wing, right wing, 45% owned in Yahoo leagues today. Today. Alrighty, we're getting closer. Wow, we are less than an hour away. FXE Live, literally live on Facebook, folks. This is the Fantasy Jester Show brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com. Your place for everything fantasy and more. And when I tell you more, you know, if you've listened to any of the podcasts, you've heard some of our guests that we've had. We've had people from all walks of life. In a short time, we've had some great, phenomenal interviews. We had Larry Zabisco, who who's on one of our podcasts. We've had Jim Rosenhaus. And Larry Zbysko, for those of you who don't know, Hall of Famer wrestler on the show. Go back. You know... Any show that you haven't heard, and it doesn't matter which one of the podcasts, you can go on iTunes, Fantasy Jester Show, and catch all these shows. So if you want to hear the Larry Zbysko interview and you're a wrestling fan, go back on iTunes, or you can go through the FantasyJesterSports.com site. There's a couple places there that will take you to the archived editions just as well as that, okay? But, you know, Larry Zbysko was unfiltered. That was just a great, great interview. Then you have guys like Jim Rosenhouse, Cleveland Indians radio announcer, telling us all about Tito and the water balloon fights with the GM and all that stuff. Then we had guys like Jeff Cross. Jeff Cross talking about what NFL player. And here's one for you to go back on iTunes for, folks. If you're a football fan... Go listen to the Jeff Cross interview, because I'm going to tell you right now, he had a great story about which NFL player was taped naked to a goalpost. Fantastic, fantastic story. Then, you know, we've had Dave, Dave Cockle on, who, skydiver, head first to the earth, over 220 miles an hour. I thought that was just absolutely ridiculous and how many jumps he's done and just unbelievable stories. uh, And then, oh my Lord, we had Ryan Walton on. And folks, if you don't know who Ryan Walton is, Ryan Walton is a uh, conservationist and also he has a, a dive shop. He does dives down in West Palm Beach. And he does some of his dives with sharks no cage no zero cage so yeah we've had some interesting guests tonight as we bring on FXE later on and the wrestlers and what's going to go down there just another great night for all of you i hope you enjoy tonight we've got a lot more coming we just got done celebrating six months our first six months these next six months as we come up on our one-year anniversary are just going to be even more ridiculous than the first six months. Remember, I'm new at this. We're just getting warmed up, and a lot of people have said for a new guy, wow, you guys are putting on, putting on some shows, and you're right. We are. We're out there to put on the best shows of everything that we can possibly do, whether it's the podcast, whether it's the website, whether it's a wrestling show, whether it's uh, promos for the wrestling show. You know, we've got just everything for you fans because we are that appreciative of all of you following us. We deserve each, each and every one of you deserve the best from us. And that's what we bring you each week. We just got done talking NHL. We're going to slap gears. Now we're going to slap it into fourth gear, WWE. We're going to go ahead. We're going to talk WWE, and we're going to ask JT right now. JT, let me ask you something. You see what they're doing right now, first off, with this whole Reigns versus KO in a champion versus champion match. How are you feeling about that? Do you like that? No,
1: no, I don't. Reigns is finally getting, or was, finally getting uh, a nice smattering of applause and some cheers, and uh, they did a good job of having him come out to rescue Sasha Banks a couple times. So, you know, very strategic in how they got him uh, a little better, a little better over with some of the uh, universe. And then the moment he comes out last week, the stand in the ring with KO and Jericho and the list of Jericho, You start here in the boos. I don't think the crowd is ready to accept Reigns yet. I know Vince doesn't give a damn what the crowd thinks. He's made that perfectly clear over his uh, long and distinguished career. But at this point, I don't like it. I think you. uh, I think there's other guys that belong there more than Reigns at this point.
2: I. I. I don't understand. I, I personally, I, I just don't understand the mixing of the belts. Two champions, you've got your Intercontinental Champion fighting against this. I, I don't. Why? I, I. What are you going to do? You're going to you, Is this something like? Are, are we headed down like maybe what boxing used to do—a unification match? I mean, you're not going to do that. They've
1: done that. Well, I mean, they did that before when uh, Jericho beat The Rock and Stone Cold in the same evening to unify the belt. They did that for a while until they uh, had the draft. They had the, you know, WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Now, what I think they're doing here is they've done this many times. You know, you've seen, you've seen these matches before. I mean, Intercontinental Champion versus the heavyweight title or the U.S. title. You've seen it before. The thing that makes me ask why they would do it is, Are you really going to have Reigns, your U.S. title holder, which is considered a lower-level title, devalue the Universal Championship by having that person beat who's supposed to be your top dog? That's the question I ask.
2: You know, here's the thing. I don't understand a lot of what WWE is doing. I mean, we talked about it, and for those of you who missed the most recent FXE Live show, we talked about Hell in a Cell, and we talked about how three Hell in a Cell matches, not one of them looked like it was Hell in a Cell. That looked like Romper Room in a Cell. That was kids having fun in a cell. That wasn't... Hell in the Cell used to represent something. That wasn't Hell in the Cell. So now you're going to go ahead, and now you're going to mess with your, your belts and everything else. I'm going to tell you something, folks. You know, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. You know, keep listening to either the Fantasy Jester Show or FXE Live, because every moment I get, I'm going to tell you where I would do something different, and I'm going to tell you why I would do it different. You know, I can promise you six months from now, we're going to have hell in a cell. We're going to get a couple guys in a cell and I'm going to show you what hell in a cell used to look like. You know, there's a lot of fans. And I'm again, I mentioned this the other night. I'm going to say it again tonight. I'm going to say it again tomorrow night. I'm going to say it again a week from now. I'm going to say it again a month from now. It's very nice. WWE went PG. It's some of the things that they're doing now in WWE. I don't agree with, which is why we are giving the fans something other than WWE, a viable product because TNA is just, that's not a product. That's, that's just, that's, that's a disaster in its, own, in, in its own right. But the idea is, folks, I want to bring you wrestling matches. I better yet, I want to bring you a hell in a cell so that you know what hell in a cell is supposed to look like without having to go to an archived edition from 15 years ago. I want you to see where real wrestling and how wrestling used to be. That's what we're going to have. How wrestling used to be. You know, there's a whole group of fans out there, new fans, three years into the sport, maybe five years into the sport, have no clue what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about just the attitude era either. I'm talking about the workers themselves. You know, and then here's the best part, okay? Let's say you get two guys that are good workers. Let's say their names happen to be Rusev and Lesnar. Now well, they're two good names. Why are they wrestling in a house match? Could somebody tell me? JT, do you understand why would you waste Rusev and Lesnar for a house match. The
1: only thing, and I've thought about this a lot. The only thing I can come up with is maybe attendance isn't exactly what they want it to be at some of these uh, house shows that aren't on TV. Uh, Maybe it's a way to get more butts in seats there. And if you look at, you know, Vince has never had a problem with doing uh, a storyline for the TV and something for a house show completely different. On TV, you have Rusev confronting Goldberg Monday night on Raw last week. So mm-hmm. maybe in the house, you know. So that's the that's the on air TV storyline. You know, you can't exactly do Rusev versus Lesnar, in my opinion, at that point on TV. But you can do it in a house show, and it will put butts in seats. That's about the most I can come up with to any legitimacy to them to them pulling that for a house show.
2: Uh, you know I I don't I just I I understand what you're saying I understand what you're saying completely but that also begs the question then okay why are your house shows failing so bad that you would need to pull this stuff like that you know why and I'll tell you why All right. and I'm not going to make a lot of friends on this one but hey that's nothing new okay The worker today, the average worker in WWE has maybe about four or five moves and very little wrestling skills as far as old school wrestling. Okay. And Larry, you know, it's funny though. As I'm saying that, you know who I'm hearing in my head is Larry Zabisco. Right. Larry's not impressed by a lot of the wrestlers today. He said that in the interview.
1: Uh, uh,
0: and, he liked and
2: he, Yeah, he, he liked, liked Lesnar.
1: Yep, that was one of the few that he actually did like with Lesnar. Styles. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he he
2: Everybody though that we talked to like Styles. Everybody, you know, yeah. Jimmy Hart loves Styles. You know, I mean, he absolutely gushes over Styles. He loves him too, and so did, so did, uh, so did Zabisco. Now, my thing well, though is this. It. Yeah. Well, Perth. I mean,
1: think about it. You got to. Con- Consummate worker, guy who busted his ass to get to where he was and earned it. How how can you not like that kind of guy? And by doing that, he's not a four or five move wrestler. He's had to perfect so many different styles, so many different moves because he's gone from continent to continent to make make it where he is. So he's been able to adapt and learn so much more. No reason, no wonder he's uh, one of the better guys
2: on the roster. Well, um, the thing is, is that he's one of the few, and, and this is one, you know, this is what I've learned from becoming a promoter, you know, being able, here, here's the best part about my life. And I'm going to tell you right now, you know, I've always loved to sit and watch wrestling, but there is no better than being able to sit and watch wrestling with a guy like Jimmy Hart because it's like sitting and watching wrestling with an encyclopedia of how to watch wrestling. Okay. And what you're going to see. And, and you know, I got to be honest with you. He makes a point about some of these guys and, you know, he, he feels that they're all good workers and they're all trying hard. And, you know, secretly though, I kind of feel that he agrees with me on this. A bunch of them are lazy workers and by lazy, here's what I mean. You know, it's real simple. Go watch. I'll tell you what, folks. Go on WWE Network, okay? And you can get a free month subscription and then unsubscribe, okay? To go see exactly what I'm talking about. Go watch a wrestling match from 15 years ago. Go watch a guy like. Uh, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'll tell you what. I don't care. Doesn't matter to the wrestler. Sc- scratch that part. Go watch any damn wrestler from about 15 years ago and watch how they sell it. Don't worry about how many moves they're doing and all that stuff, okay? Because, yeah, the guys now are stealing everybody else's moves. And, oh, yeah, I'm going to use – how many guys go ahead and do the chop and you hear the woo? Right. It's like, yeah, you know, listen – I want guys to have their own moves too. Okay? Stop stealing. If your whole program is somebody else's moves, okay, I can promise you you're not working for FXE. You better have your own move. You better have a couple of your own moves. Plain and simple. All right? You can't steal everything. Otherwise, I'll just go get the guy who who, who the moves are named after. just doesn't make sense. But, no, listen – Selling it, selling it. This isn't having to learn the moves. This isn't whether or not you're willing to jump off the top rope. This isn't are you willing to do a moonsault? This is how you're selling what you're doing. You know, you can sandbag your opponent, okay? You can make your opponent look worse because you're not completing what your end of it is. And that's what a lot of guys are doing. And that's why you go, go watch it. You know what? Go watch some of these matches now and watch how many times and how long during certain matches, okay, the fans are literally sitting on their hands. Sitting on their hands, somebody goes from the top rope, you hear, whoo, oh, and that's it. Then back on their hands. The only time that you'll hear from the fan is, when Enzo and the guys come out, you know, when, when they're, you have your interactive parts, the fan participation parts, if, they're, if you're not on the fan participation part, you might as well be doing it in a locker because you can't hear anybody. And that's what's said. All right, folks. Enough with WWE. We're changing gears again. That's fourth gear. We're slipping in, it into 5th, and we're trucking along nicely. It is 9.04 p.m. Eastern Time right now. We are, what, 35 minutes away, 35 minutes away before we go live, and the insanity of everything that is F-X-E, Florida, extreme, Entertainment. Not Florida eh, Entertainment. Not Florida, you're gonna be sitting on your hands watching entertainment. Not Florida will be okay, uh, we're gonna be all right, you know, we're gonna put on a show. Hope you guys like it. Florida Extreme Entertainment is coming right after the NFL. JT NFL, the predictions, we got King's Ransom. We got a good week of football and, and you know, I mean, just some great, great games this week, you know, and uh, yeah. yeah let's talk about some of these you. games. you have a question, question guys
1: you before we get started, I've been waiting to ask you this since about midnight, Thursday, night, Friday morning. Mm-hmm. right now, when you look at this season, if it mm-hmm. ended today, how is Matt Ryan not the MVP?
2: Uh, Let's see. Matt Ryan for MVP?
1: Yeah. Look at the numbers. Yeah. I mean, I'm with wow. you. Wow. I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, this guy, you want to talk about prolific?
2: I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I, I go along with that. I can't see anybody playing their position at that higher level. I, I mean, a, any position. So, sure, why not? Why wouldn't he I be? I'm
1: sure Brady. You know, Brady has to be in the in the thought, but obviously he's missed four games, so his numbers are a little behind. But, you know, I just – I watched that game. I watched the first half, and I watched the adjustments that Matt Ryan made in the second half. Uh, it, it, the guy is playing at such a high level right now. And if people aren't watching the Falcons or believing in the Falcons, what their defense lacks, their offense more than makes up for.
2: You know – It's an interesting point you make about Ryan and Brady, though. See, the Patriots showed that, you know, and you know, Patriot fans, this was coming. But um, (laughs) the Patriots showed that they could win without Brady. Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking that's going to be. Yeah, yeah. And there's your difference right there. I'm not even, you know what, that four games missing and all that, that doesn't mean anything. Because, you know what, Brady's going to continue to light it up. All year long. Okay. So he's going to have the stats to be comparable and you can go ahead. Let's throw those four games out and say, it doesn't matter. Okay. Cause just for the sake of making the argument. So then it comes down to though, new England won without Brady. And so because of that, it takes a little bit off of what Brady is doing and what the Patriots are doing. And, and yeah, I'd have to go ahead. I I would give the nod to Matt Ryan and make him the MVP. Going ahead and uh, taking a look at this week's games, you know, a couple of different things. And before we get to those games, you know, it's very, very uh, satisfying this past week. You know, one of the one of the predictions that we were talking about in particular was Adam Humphreys. What would he do? Uh, I said I'd leave him be, and you should. I said Cameron Brait would get uh, three to five touches, 40 yards and a touchdown. 5 uh, He got five catches, 43 yards and a touchdown. So I pretty much nailed that one. Um, yeah, the Beckerman called back. Yeah, yeah, and I was glad because I wanted to be right. Um, <laughs> Antoine Smith did well, okay. Uh, Hooper did okay. Um You know, starting to notice a couple of different things, though, guys, is that my predictions on games have been okay. You know, I've been picking up as the year has gone on, but one of the teams I have not missed on yet, they are four and three. I am seven and oh picking them. I have picked them when they won, I have picked them when they lost, and been right on it all. Seven and oh, I could only be talking about my New York Giants, folks.
3: And oh. that's the game we're
2: going to start with. We have the Giants home against the hated Philadelphia Eagles, folks. And you know, I was on the fence in Thursday's show, I was pretty much on the fence, JT. Mm-hmm wasn't sure. You know, I'm looking at that Philly team, and I'm seeing that front seven on them. I'm looking at the Giants, and I found one of the reasons why I'm going to go with the Giants this week. You know, I had written the Giants down, and I said I wasn't sure because I could see Philly win in this. And finally, you know, folks, here's one for you. Go back at the beginning of the year. Listen to your Uncle Jester tell you a story about the New York Giants and their running back situation. And your Uncle Jester said, if you go back, and you know what, next week I'll I'll bring the snippet with me, that Paul Perkins would emerge by week 10 as the starter for the New York Giants. JT, have you heard week nine this week, Who's going to be the starting running back for the Giants? Have you heard yet? Yeah, you know, I haven't
1: heard yet. Could it be Paul Perkins, though?
2: Wow. Well, I don't know how you guessed that, but you should really uh, go into fortune-telling or being a swami because that was great. I don't know how you pulled that one out.
1: So here's my question to you then, Uncle
2: Jester. So
1: we've heard this song and dance, three or four weeks ago, maybe five weeks ago from Mm -hmm. Mr. Ben McAdoo, that he was going to get Paul Perkins more involved in the offense this coming game. And he got four touches. Right. So I want to see from Mr. McAdoo, is this lip service yet again to appease the masses of giants fans that are calling for his head? Or is this actually what he's going to do? Because here's my question. You're an NFL coach. It's sort of like we talk about with wrestling. Why tell Mm -hmm. the opposing team? Why tell the opposing team what you're going to do? Don't let them plan for it. Let them think Rashad Jennings is going to be the running back. And then when you bust Paul Perkins out on him, you catch him by surprise. So I wonder what's really going on in New York with that.
2: Well, I think they did it because, uh, well, for, for the same reason that I've talked about. And now, again, I'm down here in Florida. I haven't really paid attention to the New Jersey press. I but I'm willing to bet that that the absence of the running game to a team who is a known as a running team more times than not they used to be and a high defense team, you know, all of a sudden they don't have that running back. They don't have a running game that's feared. So, or it could be just like you know some of the other things. Maybe they just listened to the Fantasy Jester uh, uh, show and said, you know. This guy predicted week 10 that this guy should be the starter. Maybe we should start him. I don't know, but I'm going to tell you one thing. I said it season hadn't even started yet. I said, week 10, here we are week nine and he's going to be the starting running back. And he's going to be the starting running back for the rest of this year. And for the years to come, this kid here is going to be somebody for the New York giants. Now, I haven't said that about Jennings. I haven't said that about Darkware. I haven't said that about Rainey. I haven't said that about Vereen. Okay. I have said that about Paul Perkins. I've been saying it. I've been calling him for saying by week 10, here he is week nine. So, okay. Now we're here at this point. Jester has said, this is when it's going to happen. It happened a week early. Now let's follow through with this. Well, that's understand one, one something.
1: Thought to that. One thought yeah. to that. So if you take the four Mannings, three of which have been quarterbacks in the NFL, in right. Peyton, Archie, and Eli Cooper Manning, I'm not going to count. But right. those three Mannings have always been at their best when they've been able to utilize the play-action pass. They're masters of it. Eli can't do that when no one respects the run. So if your Giants can get a running game going, Look out world because that's going to unleash the three-headed Cerberus out there in Cruz, Shepherd, and Beckham. So I I think this is the key to your season. If you guys get a running game going, look out.
2: Yeah, I mean that'd be that's, that'd be huge and like, you know, the other day on, on the Great Iron guys, you mentioned too how you're coming up on that time of year where you better have a running game in the Northeast. And the last mm. time I checked, unless the Giants have moved, uh, they're still <laughs> Northeast there, folks. So Yeah. yeah. yeah northeast. I know, I, I, as a Giant fan, I got to be honest with you, JT. As a Giant fan, I am thrilled. This kid is 5'10", 208. Okay? So he's going to be able to come around behind the line. Okay? Dude, he's a great Quick cut burst kind of guy, but still have that two hundred eight behind him. Okay, so go ahead and, and get the lumber going too. So you know, listen, five ten two hundred eight. That's great size for a running back. It might not be that great a size for the guys that are coming in here later on in the show. Jt, gotta be okay. no,
1: no, not no. A little difference there uh, in those guys, I- but. One Listen, that, you know, it was funny Go ahead you, If you really Want to salivate, go put on the tape Of him at the combine doing the cone drill That guy has lateral <laughs> movement know, That reminds me Of Barry Sanders, that dude Has some serious lateral <laughs> movement And he's gonna, well, some people are gonna Lose their jock on the field Sunday if he's Starting I
2: told him right him. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you Folks, you know I just love this kid. I've been saying it, been saying it, been waiting, been waiting, been waiting and all this stuff. And finally, finally, he's here. And I'm happy for it. So, uh, And because of that, because I, I feel that the Giants, you're not going to get, now don't get me wrong, okay? You're not going to get Barry Sanders right off the bat but what you're going to get is enough attention from him to open up that passing game. Okay. And and be able to keep that. I think Philadelphia team at bay this week and folks, here's the best one for you. My fantasy friends out there. Can somebody please tell me this? Paul Perkins has been named starter of the new york football giants now let me repeat that he's the starter of the giants just in case anybody hasn't heard because apparently 96 percent of you haven't heard it <laughs> yahoo people hello yahoo people four percent owned right now paul perkins now,
1: and this Paul Perkins is going against Philadelphia. You said, correct? Yes, sir. So, and isn't isn't Philadelphia the the team of one of our former colleagues, uh, former MMA fighter Joey Cage? I'm starting to think MMA stands for Missing Man again.
2: Joey Cage. Who the hell is he?
1: Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. I mean, are you guys ready to evict him from Pennsylvania?
2: We're getting ready a victim from FXE.
1: I gotta <laughs> tell you,
2: you know, here's the thing. No, you see, you mentioned former MMA and man missing again. Okay, that is perfect for him. You know, the face that is never at the place. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. No, he's the I, face I that get, used to know. be the, the face that used to be at the place. Right, the face
1: that lives in disgrace. So it's like, come on, really? Wow, it's the like, face I, that I, lives in
2: disgrace. I like that one. Okay. I mean,
1: if if I had the opportunity to be talented enough to wrestle for FXE, the way things are taken off. Now, granted, with what you have in store for the folks tonight might make me, that's what it is. He knew what you had in store. He do not want anything to do with that.
2: Yeah, you know, here's the thing and that's it's a good point that you mentioned that JT. You know, we knew weeks ago that we were going to have at least the one guy on, you know, 7 foot 3, American, militia. Right. That was that was planned. What wasn't planned was that my psychotic brother there was going to be able to find uh Renegade and, and not just find him but be able to get me a meeting with him, okay? Right. You know, uh, Renegade comes with, uh, he's, you know, here's, here, here's, uh, for those of you who don't know Renegade, and we'll get back to football in one second. I, 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 for those of you who don't know Renegade, okay. You either love him or you hate him. Okay. Because he can be the biggest ass going. Okay. I mean, he's got an wow. attitude in No, no, he can. He's got an attitude and a half on him. OK, he want, he's the kind of guy that thinks everybody should walk softly around him. And I think you already have an idea. He's got the wrong guy. I'm not a walk softly kind of guy. No, I
1: don't, I don't think you understand the concept of eggshells. But what I will tell you is when you told me yeah. about this guy's uh, size, now I'm 6'3", yeah. 235. I thought I was a big guy. I'm a dwarf right. compared to this guy. I don't want anything yeah. to with this guy.
2: Yeah, no, you're 6'3", you're 235, and and no, you won't compare it to even one of these guys. But, you know, that's the thing, though, is that, you know, Joey Cage, uh, Joey Cage definitely is, maybe he's ducking these two, you know, and and if he ever shows his face around the place, okay, maybe that's exactly what I'll do. Maybe that's exactly what I'll do. You know, maybe his first match, I'll teach the rookie a, a, a little lesson about disappearing. I can see, listen, and uh, you know what? I think right now I, I can see this happening. I can see a Joey Cage being thrown in the ring against the Renegade his first match. Let Renegade slap this guy around a couple of times, knock some sense into him, okay? And then we'll, the, we'll the see if he comes back.
1: Well the real real question with that is is there anything is there gonna be anything left of his ass after Mako takes a piece out of it?
2: True. Mako's hunting him down. Mako's hunting him down, okay. Renegade's the type of guy that isn't gonna take to a deserter real well, so I'm kinda sure he, oh, he, exactly. he's not gonna Yeah, he's not gonna be friendly about him. He's not Joey Cage isn't making friends with really anybody that we've signed so far. Uh, and that's what's great. I mean, he is just not like, and, and so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Folks. We'll get more to that. We've got a lot more coming up. Okay. And you're really going to enjoy that. Sorry. Got All right. Carried away there. Got
0: yeah. Yeah. Away.
2: It's easy to get carried away with, uh, with what's going on. It's an exciting, exciting night. Like I said, we've got, uh, and here's, what's great. You know, Yeah, like a guy like American militia. Okay, I just saw he he just walked into the green room. Okay, he's shaking hands, he's meeting people. really, what a what a good guy to deal with. Okay, he just he walked 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 by by? and uh, let me tell you something. He just walked by and the lights pretty much dimmed. Okay, because he just blocks light. Yeah. Okay,
1: I'm in Columbus, Ohio. I'm I'm a long way away from you. And you ever see in Jurassic Park when the T Rex steps and the and they get the the troll the water sh- my water on the table had just shook at that moment when you were talking to now I know why. Yeah, was tremor,
2: water, tremor,
1: tremor. Okay.
2: So so okay, if he walks by and you're in Ohio and your water's shaking on your table, you could imagine what it's like as he walks through here. I mean, he is just <laughs> That's tall. He is a big, yeah, that's big. Guy. Yeah, You know, and like I said, though, he's over in the green room. He showed up early. Okay. This is what I like about him. Showed Good. up early. He's ready to go. He's making friends over there. Okay. Here we are. We're, we're less than 20 minutes away and, and no sign of renegade yet. You know, that's what I'm telling you. This guy's going to be a damn handful. I can, you ever feel it? I feel it. I feel like this guy is just, you know, one of those guys, he's a big guy. And to me, you know what I get the picture of? Okay. Think of the biggest bully you could meet. Okay. Think of the biggest bully that you could meet. This is a guy who was stuffing kids in lockers. Okay. I'm I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. I knew you'd like him. All right, but that's what's going on. Anyway, all right, yeah, let's get back to football. Let's run down these picks real quick. Guys. i got the Giants. Yeah. You got Philly. You keeping it that way?
1: Oh, I'm sticking with everything I got.
2: Okay, so Detroit, Minnesota, you still got Minnesota? C. All right, so do Evan, I. And yes. C. Yeast. Yeast. Yay. <laughs> I'm yay. To bring the international flair to the program, come on, work okay. it. see, yay, Ciao. Que okay, pasa, we could go, I could go a couple of languages on you <laughs> whoa a, bell Jester, yeah, it's piano taco Bell, I can talk a lot of language, no seriously, <laughs> uh, uh, watch this one, watch this one, Chicken Parmesan.
1: Woo-hoo. Oh, don't start with me on that. You talking about your garlic knots and all that other stuff earlier? I don't want to hear about it. Move on, football.
2: Oh, all right. So you didn't want to hear about the garlic knots I made with the fresh garlic? No, I don't want to hear about that.
1: Did you want to hear want about the?
2: Did you want to hear about the uh, sweet Italian sausage? That was uh, no, that we have
1: that
2: ton oh. of it. What about the? Let me ask you something. All right, and before we get back, to, did you want to hear about, uh, and uh, uh, let me tell you something, they're almost all gone. There is a ton of Italian meatballs with fresh garlic in it.
1: Yeah, there's a special place in hell reserved for you. I just want you to know.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure there's a special place in hell for me, but it'll be a hell with meatballs. (laughs) Um, And then, of course, the... uh, The several trays of baked ziti. I won't mention that either, I guess, then, huh? Yeah. No
1: more. Back to football. We got Kings Ransom we got to get in for our people tonight. Let's do this. Kings who? Ransom
2: fool's gold. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fool's gold. That's right. Kings Ransom, fool's gold. All right, so getting back to the picks. Pittsburgh, Baltimore. We both have Pittsburgh. You're staying. Yes. Miami Jets. Miami Jets. We both have Miami. And we're staying. Sounds good to me. Dallas, Cleveland. Still with Dallas? I'm still with Dallas. All right. I got Dallas, too. Who? Okay. I thought maybe you still with
1: Cleveland again
2: this week. Listen, I almost had Cleveland. (laughs) Don't tell me you weren't nervous going, oh, my God, tell me you really picked this one. Uh, And here we go. Jacksonville, Kansas City. You've got Kansas City double digits against the hometown and hero, you, Mrs. Jesta's favorite got,
1: team. Yeah, you've got your lips playfully, you know, firm, playfully right there upon a certain individual that lives in your house. So
2: you don't get your butt kicked and you have Jacksonville. I have Jacksonville simply, you know. Because they're the better team in this matchup. And my <laughs> wife is the most adorable person that you'd ever want to meet. And how could I ever pick against her team? So I'm going Jacksonville, folks. One. First one, you're, you're crazy. Keep going. All right. Carolina, Los Angeles Rams. You've got Carolina. I've got the yes. Los Angeles Rams in <laughs> I'll tell you, just going to go ahead and keep Carolina hurting this year. That Super Bowl hangover continues. There was no, there was no cocktail in sight to remove this hangover, folks. It will continue. Carolina on the skids. New Orleans, San Francisco. I think we both agree. Oh, wait a second. We got New Orleans, San Francisco. We both got New Orleans, and all right. Uh, just got a text on my phone. I guess. Wow, I didn't know Colin Kaepernick's mom must be a fan of the show. She just it oh, in. Oh man, New Orleans. so bad. You're so That's bad. terrible. No, no, no. Oh, wait a minute. All right, I'm not going to go any further. I did it once; it was funny yeah. the first time. Uh, T- uh, Tennessee, San Diego. Oh, Chip Kelly's on the phone taking set. San- no, never no, mind. Taking New Orleans. Uh, Tennessee, San Diego. In San Diego, we're not sold on the whole home team thing. I have Tennessee. You still keeping Tennessee? Oh, I'm all in on Tennessee going forward. They're they're fans. they're
1: looking like they're going to be a team to reckon with.
2: Indy, Green Bay. We both have Green Bay. Time to yes. right that ship and get healthy. Denver, Oakland. Well, I have my pick as Denver. I don't have a pick for you. Yeah, because I'm deciding I'm going to go
1: Oakland. No Aqib Palib in that, which means Crabtree
2: or Cooper
1: are going to be running against Bradley Roby. Um, I'll take Crabtree or Cooper in that matchup. I'm gonna go with an upset. Go with the Raiders. Wow,
2: nice. Okay, righty. And then Monday night, <laughs> the Tate Dello Bills. I mean Buffalo Bills versus Seattle Seahawks. And uh, we both have the Dello's going down to the yep. Seagulls and the Sea Chickens, a beat, by the way. Does he, uh, he? I haven't gotten his picks yet, so. I'll be uh, I'll be interested to see what he has. But uh, Seattle, uh, we all have Seattle. He has Seattle, too? That's what he told me. Can't wait to talk to him.
3: Yeah.
2: Interesting. All right, folks. Well, that's NFL. And that, next up, you know, a lot of people like this one here, JT, because, you know, got a lot of people that are fantasy people that do listen to us and pay attention to what's going on because we do bring it to them the way that they need to get it, okay? And that is not warded down like some of these other analysts. So let's go ahead. Let's hit it. King's ransom, fool's gold. Who do you have for me tonight? Okay, Jester, your first chance to flex
1: your mental muscle this evening. Spencer Ware in the concussion protocol. Jamal Charles on IR, which leaves Charkandrick West against Mrs. Jester's, Jaguars. Is he a King's Ransom or is he Fool's Gold?
2: Charkendrick West is, uh, you know, he plays on a team that really isn't a passing team to begin with. That's to begin with. Now you got Nick Foles starting, and that's the last I heard is that he's starting. Yeah, Smith is out
1: of the concussion protocol, but not starting.
2: He is out. Okay, but not starting. That's, that's the latest that I, I had heard as well. Um, one of the things about West that I liked is, uh, you know, well, first, like you mentioned, Ware is out, not going to see him, concussion. Jamal Charles, out. Now, he should thrive against a, a Jaguars team, You got to understand, they're allowing 124.7 rushing (laughs) yards a game. They are 27th in the league in rushing. Okay, so, you know, you got a guy who plays on a team with a backup quarterback against a team that's not uh, doing too well against the run, and you're going to go ahead, and I'm sorry, there is no chance in hell that he's anything but King's Ransom. Let's
1: stay in that game. Let's talk about a receiver. A rookie out of West Alabama, 4-2 speed. He's caught a touchdown in three of his last four games and thrived with Nick Foles last week. Tyree Kill, is he a King's Ransom
2: or is he a fool's Gold? You know, you mentioned Tyree Kill, and he was, he was a good play. He gave him to people. When he gave him to people, he caught uh, for uh, – five of his six targets, 98 yards, touchdown over the Colts, okay? And now he faces a Jaguars team again. He could struggle here though. He could struggle because they only allow 225 yards passing a game, mm-hmm. which is eighth in a league in the league, which is pretty good. It is. Considering it is. considering that team still doesn't look right. Now, you're going to go against a Jaguar team that's going to be a little bit more fired up, okay, and going to get on that quarterback a little bit faster than they normally uh, would, I believe. I think that they were called out, and you're going to see a team that really is just going to uh, fire off after Foles. Foles, if you get him at the start of the game – He will be throwing the ball over everyone's head the rest of the game. With that said, because of that, I would say fool's gold this week. This week, fool's gold. This week. All right, let's go
1: to the tight end position. Dennis Pitta and the Ravens going up against their bitter rivals in Pittsburgh. Pitta's been their leading, uh, leading target guy this year. Is he a king's ransom or is he a fool's gold?
2: Hmm. Well, here's the thing. You know, I like Pitta. I like Pitta. My my problem is going to be how many targets he gets and everything because uh, they're going to be playing against Pittsburgh, though. Pittsburgh is going to put points on the board, so they're going to have to pass. Uh, I'm going to go... You know, Pittsburgh actually isn't really that great against tight ends, though. No, they're not. When I think about Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh has given up the 10th most points against tight ends. So because of that and because of the idea that they're going to be behind, I'm going to go big King's Ransom, a very big King's Ransom with Dennis Pitter. And I'm going to tell you, I can see a two touchdown day out of Pitta. Nice. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go, yeah, no, I'm going to go King's Ransom for sure on Pitta. We've got time for one more, and then we've got to hit commercials.
1: All right, let's go with quarterback Ryan Tannehill for the Dolphins going against the Jets. Tannehill has not turned it over in the last two starts and has not been sacked.
2: Is he a king's ransom or is he a fool's gold? Well, you know, he is, uh, when looking at Tannehill, and in particular this week, okay, you know, I, I look at this here and I think the best way to say it, you know, is... You know, I'm going to go with this with Tannehill this week, okay? I'm going to call Ryan Tannehill quarterback Miami Dolphins as my gem of the week.
3: I'm going to lay it right out
2: there. I got people, let me tell you, I'm going to shock a lot of people, especially some of these Miami fans who have wanted Tannehill's head on a plate. Here's a game. That is perfect for him against a secondary that is suspect coming off of the bot, getting it, getting on a roll, starting to get a running game starting to get click Tannehill looking good and against what better time for the Miami Dolphins as they're starting to get their stride to come upon a jet team that, first of all, is just a shambles. I have no idea what's wrong with them. But right behind it, okay, is this. The Jets secondary couldn't cover you and I. (laughs) Revis Island is no longer Revis Island. And folks, I mentioned this the other day on the Gridiron guys, okay? You don't have just one receiver that can beat up on Revis. You don't have two receivers. Your top three receivers can beat up on Revis and Revis Island. I look for a guy even like Stills to put up a great game. So I can see the wide receivers doing very well, which means obviously Tannehill doing really well. Here's the kind of game I see from Tannehill this week. Are you ready? I can see 325 yards, three touchdowns, one pick coming out of Tannehill this week. Wow. That is my gem. That is my gem of the week as the Miami Dolphins are going to light up the Jets. Folks, that is it. That is it. That is it. We are ready. It is 938. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. We're supposed to go live at 940. Might be 940, 941. We got a couple of commercials we're going to play. Folks, what we're doing is we're throwing in a couple of old commercials for you. We're going retro on the commercials tonight. It is, first of all, the bread from your bed commercial. We're not allowed to put that to bed. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, the owners from Bread From Your Bed like the idea that Ethan is in the commercial and all that. So we were going to do a commercial that wasn't with Ethan. We had it all set, and they okayed it. They pulled it at the last second. They said, no, listen, Ethan is love. We want you to do another commercial with Ethan, so please just use the Ethan commercial that you have this week, okay? Talked with the Deep Obsession guys. They want Ethan, so they didn't want they didn't want the commercial that we had planned for them, so we're going to go with the old commercial, the Barbara commercial, okay, and now uh, Ethan finds himself in high demand, and we're going to go to him. So we're going to go commercials, then we're going to come back, folks, while we're at commercial, go hit the bathroom, go get your drinks, go to fantasy jester. Facebook page, F-X-E, Florida Extreme Entertainment is about to come back and kick ass live. We'll be back. Thanks, folks. Hi, folks. Fantasy Jester here to talk about BreadFromYourBed.com, and I am with Ethan, the son of the owner, Joey from BreadFromYourBed.com. Say hello, Ethan.
0: Hello.
2: And how old are you? Four. Okay, Ethan, thanks. Uh, We'll get back to you in one minute. And here's a little bit about BreadFromYourBed.com. They're both a business services website and a personal finance blog. They discuss ways for people to make extra money from home, and they offer a wide variety of services for your businesses. If you need more traffic for your website, if you need social media management or marketing, if you need a website built, or if you just want to make some extra money online, these are the guys to do it. They have worked and provided results for clients ranging from small to big and will show you some of those results, including the statistics and the numbers. I highly encourage you to check them out if you're looking for help for your business to grow or you're looking to learn how to make some extra money from home. Ethan, where should people go if they're looking for a website?
0: Bedformthebed.com
2: And where should people go if they're looking for social media management?
0: Bedformthebed.com
2: And where should people go if they're looking to make some extra money?
0: Bedfromyourbed.com.
2: And where should people go to get help starting a business?
0: Bedfromyourbed.com.
2: All right. And if uh, they want to work from home, where should people go?
0: Um, Bedfromyourbed.com.
2: All right, Ethan. One more time, let me ask you. If they want to spend more time with their kids, where should parents go?
0: Um, breadfromyourbed.com.
2: That's right, folks. Breadfromyourbed.com.
3: Hi, folks. It's Barbara here for Deep Obsession Charters. Whether you live in the beautiful West Palm Beach area or you're planning on visiting the Sunshine State and you love to dive, you have to contact South Florida's premier dive operators deep obsession dive charters out of the west palm beach area they are a full service dive operation they've got everything from equipment sales and rentals and they're also a PADI certified dive center and they offer certifications from beginning all the way to pro deep obsession offers wreck dives reef dives night dives and dives to the beautiful blue heron bridge which was voted one of the world's best macro dive sites But their best adventure, I believe, is their baited shark dives. Here you will be educated on the importance of conservation of these beautiful endangered creatures while being up close and personal with them. It's truly an unforgettable experience, I tell you. For the best customer service in the industry, with fun and safety as a priority, you can book your next dive adventure at deepobsessioncharters.com or you can call them at 561-707-2045. You can also find De- Deep Obsession Charters on Facebook and Twitter, or you can check out their videos on YouTube. Remember, for the best dive experience in South Florida, it's Deep Obsession Dive Charters. Dive, dive, dive! Okay. <coughs>
2: Yeah, 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 FX F-X-E Live, Florida Extreme Entertainment, how are you all tonight, how's everybody, yeah, oh yeah. Florida Extreme Entertainment, here we are, people have asked, folks, you've all asked, you know, we're here on the podcast live, we're on Facebook live, how's everybody doing today, Good to see everybody. We have some great, great signings tonight. You know, we've talked about Joey Cage, developmental guy. People have seen him. We've talked about Mako. Now, is doing a lot of talking, it seems like. And, you know, people have said, all right, great. We've seen them. We like them. Good characters, okay. But you know what? What are you going to do? About bringing in some wrestlers. Let's go ahead and, well, I think the best way to put it is we're going to bring in the beef. We're bringing the beef. And when I mean beef, I mean beef, folks. And you know, the first guy I want to bring in, you know, seven foot three, American militia. He's a. Uh, Seven foot three, and you can't teach that. You know, folks, I'm going to tell you right now. Seven foot three, American militia. This guy is a phenomenal wrestler. Been around, been around a while, okay? We're going to bring him on out, and we're going to ask him a couple questions, and we are going to sign him tonight right here. Fantasy Justice Show, for those of you who are on Facebook, Haven't had the opportunity to go. We're on our podcast. We have three different podcasts. We have the Fantasy Jester podcast right here. Fantasy Jester show. We've got the Gridiron guys and we've got FXE Live. Our wrestling show covers FXE, covers WWE, and anything going on in the wrestling world. So, you know, tonight, tonight is special. We're bringing the beef. We've got American Militia, and we've got the Renegade. The Renegade's going to come in tonight. We're going to sign him as well. And after tonight, I don't want to hear from anybody about where is the beef. You know where the beef is? The beef is in Florida Extreme. Right there. Florida Extreme Entertainment, folks. Get used to hearing this. We've heard long ago about WWE. Bye, guys. You were great. This is F-X-E, Florida Extreme Entertainment. They run a little PG show over there. It's cute. I love the WWE, guys. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is where it's happening. This is where Extreme's going to be. This is where you know, once upon a time there was the attitude error. It's the FXE error now. This is the time. And so do me a favor, folks. Get him out of the green room. Let's get this going. Folks, you can't teach seven foot three. You can't teach highly trained a wrecking machine like he is. So, folks, somebody get him out. Get militia out. Okay? Get him out. Let's get this going. Let's get the signings. Let me get the contracts together. And then we're going to go ahead. We got the paperwork here. We're getting them going. Thank you. You getting them? All right. Yeah, no, no. him to leave the food there and everything. We'll get him in a minute. Yeah, yeah. He can go back. You missed the food, folks. Great food. Wait a minute.
0: Oh, I hear him! I hear him! Get
2: him! Get him out of here! Get him out of here! Out of here. Yes. yes! Yes! This is what I've been looking forward go, my brother. Good to. See you. Yeah. So, when it comes down to the FSC, you're dealing with the best brother in professional wrestling, Daddy. That's it, man. American Militia, right here, folks. Militia, have a seat. Please.